unsettling allegations that have circulated in the podcast world recently and swept across social media. And at the center of all the controversy is my friend Taylor and her previous relationship with a celebrity podcaster. Taylor's here tonight to tell her side of the story. Taylor, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm sorry. I tried. I told myself earlier not even to do that. You're good. I know this is going to be tough to talk about, um, but uh, I know that there are a lot of people that are supporting you right now and and want to hear your side of of this story. So I, yeah. I really appreciate you being here. I and and Taylor, we we debated a lot about whether even to talk about this, right? Because it is it is a difficult topic. Um, yes. But in the end decided that that your story needs to be heard um yeah. and you can't get written out of this story um yes um so after everything that i have seen about when okay so i thought long and hard about what to choose what's which one of my stories about this mistreatment I, tr I thought which one really hard to be hit, uh, but the one that I'm going to share is one that's also one of the hardest ones for me. But the reason why I picked this one is because um, a lot of fans of the show, uh, of my ex-boyfriends, have um, questioned my credibility. And this story includes other people that helped me through this weekend. Um, I was on uh, one of their tours with them. I'm sorry, I need some water. No, 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 take your time. I was on one of their tours with them and we were in Vegas. And um, their show just ended. And we all went out for a little bit, um, but I didn't feel very good and I was just really tired. So I told my boyfriend at the time that I just was gonna go back to sleep, at the, go back to the hotel room and go to bed. And um, he wanted to stay out and have fun and we were in Vegas. And so, you know, I don't care, I said, okay. And um, so I went back to the hotel room and I went to sleep. <laughs> Um, and I, uh, I woke up, uh, like three in the morning and he wasn't back yet. And I, so I texted him just to be like, Hey, you know, just want to make sure you're okay. What, what's going on? Whatever, something like that. I, I can't remember exactly, but I fell asleep sometime after, you know, uh, and then I, uh, when I was asleep, I felt like I was a dead asleep. And he came back in the room, um, very, very inebriated. And um, he was saying, babe, 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 and uh, stumbling in. And uh, I, I was, since I was asleep like this, I kind of, I didn't sit up all the way. I just kind of like sat up like a little bit. And I was just like, what? 
like I, you know, like you and you, you're just a, somebody wakes you up like out of nowhere, you know, I was just surprised. And um, his tone immediately changed to a tone that I, I recognized immediately because I had heard it several times before. And uh, I, I immediately just started apologizing and I said, I'm sorry, I'm just confused. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm confused. Please just don't be mad at me. I'm just, I'm very confused right now. Um, I didn't know what you were talking about when you woke me up. Um, he said he uh, started to throw stuff around the hotel room next to me while I was on the bed. He was standing on next to the bed next to me, throwing stuff. And uh, I uh, two things said. So he um, he got on the bed while he was yelling at me, and he kept calling me all these names. And I wasn't even saying anything other than that. I was just saying, I'm sorry, please stop. Um, I don't know, they're just calling me all these things. And, uh, and he put his, both his hands on my shoulders. And I, I'm only 5'2", and I weigh about 110 pounds. And my ex-boyfriend is 6'7", and he weighs about 400 pounds. And my legs were completely under the sheets, so I couldn't move my legs. And he pushed me down while he was yelling at me. And uh, two of... The reason I said those those words in that post were because those were the, <clears throat> when he would get that drunk. Uh, he can always <sighs> he would <clears throat> you have being pathetic loser and But it is 
And um, he kept calling me a pathetic loser uh, the whole time while his, his face was pushed into my head like that. And I just was crying and he started yelling at me for crying. And he said, why are you crying? I, I, why aren't you just happy when I walk in a room? What's wrong with you? You should always be happy when I come in. How dare you not be happy all the time when you see me? And I just couldn't stop crying. I could look over at the clock at the corner of my eye and... Over an hour went by and I finally just stopped paying attention to how long it was and he, he finally just, he finally rolled over and he fell asleep. And then the next day, we were all going to all meet up together with his, um, like his business partners and there one of his business murders wives who also has a show on the network and there was a little discussion of maybe like going on a double date together and uh i uh i i don't even remember i think i might have still just been wearing my pajamas i i couldn't even get dressed but we were down at the bar to meet after uh, the next day and uh his business partner said, uh, oh, how about we do like a double date together or something? And then, um, yeah, uh, so, well, my ex-boyfriend was so, he was, he, he, it was very obvious that he, he, he was, uh, in a bad mood. So he wound up leaving. He went somewhere else. Um, and so I was walking with, um, with her, the the woman I, I just referenced, and uh, we were walking um, towards to go to the concert for at Vegas that we were at, and uh, I don't know if she could tell something was wrong with me or not, because oh, she, she looked at me and she just said, hey, are you okay? And I was scared. I didn't know if I should say anything or not, because those were his friends, and I didn't know if they would believe me. But I told her everything, not everything, because I was too scared, but I told her a lot. And, you know, uh, it had been going on for a while like that, and so I just, went, I just told her about that one night, and uh, she believed me. She believed me, and she told her husband. And um, so I spent the rest of the day with him and um, talking. And uh, while I was there with them, my ex was sending me um, messages, text messages that weren't normal. Like I said, the reason why I chose this this story is because I don't want to send screenshots. You know, it's too personal for me. But. 
This is why I'm saying I, just, I can provide my evidence this way. Uh, and his business partner was sending these weird text messages that just they're not normal to send. Um, and uh, so basically, I'll let you guys know, like, it was to the point where his business partner and, uh, like, they were worried so much about my safety that they stood in line to get me in another hotel room. But unfortunately, because um, of the event, all the hotel rooms were booked, and um, we didn't know where my, my ex-boyfriend was at the time. Um, and, you know, it's getting close to the nighttime and she was asking me, like, are you sure you're going to be okay? Uh, like, are you sure just because of the hotel room thing? And she told me that she was going to keep her phone next to her all night in case I needed to, um, to call her because I said what I was going to do was I was just going to lock the door. And like, what I meant is like, you know, that bolt on hotel doors, right? Just in case. Um, well, I had so much anxiety that night, but he didn't come back to the hotel. And uh, I don't know how, I don't know how, but somehow I wound up falling asleep for like an hour or two. But I woke up in like an immediate panic. And because I was scared and my first thing I did, I, I didn't even do anything, but I sat up, I grabbed my phone and I texted her or message. This is what sucks is this was on my Instagram and that's deleted. So people are saying, what do they want to say? Show me this. Like it, that's gone guys, but it was there and I could have showed you if, but I don't want to anyways. Um, I texted her and I begged her not to say anything. because I was so scared and she didn't at least to my knowledge um and that's why I wanted to share the story because After this, I just never talked about it again. I was too scared and I never brought it up ever again because of I didn't want him to make me mad. I don't I didn't want him to be mad. I'm sorry, I'm speaking. I'm so nervous right now. What I meant to say was I didn't want after he did that to that level, I didn't want him to get more mad at me again. And uh So I just never said anything again to anyone. I know this is this is really tough for you, Taylor, obviously. Um, and I appreciate you sharing this story. And I just want you to know that um, I feel for you um, because you know, this is just not something that, that anyone should have to go through. Um, and, and so I'm sorry for, for the experience that, uh, that you had that night. Thank but you. It, it also sounds like it, it, 
you know, wasn't really an isolated incident either. No, it was not. When did, when would you say the alleged mistreatment started? Because y'all, y'all were together for a year. Yeah. Um, we started dating in May and the last day I saw him was when I left on July 23rd was the last day I ever saw him. May of not this last May, but the year of 2022. Yeah. Um, that's when we started dating. Um, we had started talking before, but you know, actually dating in May and, um, I'm sorry. Can you repeat your question again? When, when do you think this alleged mistreatment started? Well, so we would go out a lot in the beginning to like bars and, um, I don't, I, I don't really drink very much. But I just know that it's kind of like a social norm to like do, you know, so I go, I go out, I don't have anything against them. So that's what we would do a lot in the beginning. And um, in the beginning of the first few weeks, you know, he didn't really drink, he would get drink, but it would be, you know, wouldn't be too, it wouldn't be past a point, right? And uh, then it's, then there started to slightly be some rude comments here and there um sprinkled in just some really just just some just things that uh, uncalled for comments really and uh you know and i i could tell that or at least i thought when i was there at the time i thought he felt bad after because like he would take me out to eat to a nice restaurant or something like the next day like he wouldn't like he didn't say sorry but in my mind i was like okay well because it wasn't that it didn't start out big you know it just started out little like that and i just think oh people say stuff sometimes when they're drinking and so i kind of gave those the beginning times a little pass and then uh I don't really know how it happened, but it just somehow I kind of got the person that was telling me um, that they were in love with me. Was the same person that kept calling me a pathetic loser at night and in the morning he would tell me he loved me and um I started to feel guilty about because he uh after he would have a bender he would uh he would do something for me nice you know um he would take me out to eat or he would buy me like a present. Um, and so I started to feel guilty, like, um, because that was even something that he started to say. When he would be drinking and, uh, 
I told him I don't want, I don't want you to give me anything. Because uh, he would yell that at me too. He would be drunk. Most of the time when this would happen, it's, I would already be asleep. And then he would stay up and he would drink. And I would be asleep. And then he would wake me up. And um, just yell at me about why I should always smile because, and then I just started thinking maybe I'm not happy enough for him. And like the reason why I asked her not to say anything is because I was so in love with him that my vision of protecting, you know, you want to protect who you love. And at the time, my vision of what that was yeah, was skewed. And now that I'm not in it, I can see that that I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have begged her not to say anything. So this was fairly consistent behavior soon after the relationship started. Yeah. And um, I'll just say <sighs> um I'm trying to think about how to say it. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Take all the time you need. The nicer the present he bought me, the worse I was treated at night when he would be drunk during those times when he would be that drunk. And it just started out slow and it just kept getting worse. And so that's why I felt so guilty because I was thinking this person did this. And I even told his business partner and his business partner's wife that um, because this that time wasn't the first incident that this happened. And um, because of the um, extreme level of how severe the last incident was, um, he had gave me a very um, big, present and I'm not comfortable disclosing. However, uh, that was something that he, he was using against me a lot when he would drink too much. Um, and to make me, I guess, no, I don't want to say, I don't want to accuse him. I'm not trying to be malicious. Please don't. This is, this is, I'm just trying to say, please don't take anything negative out of what I'm saying, because this is such a complicated issue because there's so many factors involved. And I know I'm being scrutinized for every little mini word I'm saying. And I'm so... <sighs> I'm sorry. Um, where was I before I said that? Yeah, we were we were just talking about how you know this was consistent behavior. Um, okay, yeah, I told his business partner and his wife. I disclosed to them exactly what he gave me. I told them the exact thing, and I told them that I wanted to give it back to him 
because I told him them that um, that there had been times where he was uh, being that way and yelling at me in my face about it. Um, and I would tell him that, please, if you're going to yell at me, then I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, um, I just felt guilty. I don't know. I don't know how to just say. I felt like I had to stay because this person told me that they loved me. And then I felt like they, at the time, I felt like they were trying to make it up to me. Is is that why, is that why you didn't leave at the first signs of, of this behavior? Yeah, because it didn't start out so big. It just started out just being like, just mean stuff for no reason sometimes. Uh, you know, and then, you know, so, oh, let me take you out somewhere to eat nice or let me, let's go to Target, like, you know, go shopping at Target or something. Just like some examples, but then it just, uh, one of the problems, this is one of the reasons why I stayed too. It's not that it was just consistent like this, is that um, I begged him a lot, please stop drinking. I pleaded with him like almost every day to stop. And for a while, um, after the first couple of really bad incidences where he, he knew, he never said he was sorry, but he, he, I feel like him at saying, um, it started out with him. He told me, well, he always said, I, I still want to drink, but I know I drink too much, but I still want to be able to drink every day or at least drink. So um, I'm only going to drink when I go out with friends or on the weekend and I won't drink at home. And um, so he was basically promising to slow down on the drinking. Is that, is that what you're saying? And he would, he would for a long time. And then during those times, everything was so good, but I'm going to tell you this too. I don't want to go in the story of this, but this is how severe it is. And there was only one day during the whole relationship we were together, one, one day that he's been sober. And the reason being that he's been sober was because before that he was on a bender and I was um, with him. And um, I feel like that was the way he was trying to make it. Uh, his treatment up to me was staying sober that one day. He even made a joke about it to the waiter at the restaurant we ate at. And what's so sad to me is this stuff is not funny. It's it's just very sad. That's all I want to say about that part. Okay. So we know, and and based on what you've told me, the relationship with your ex ended fairly abruptly uh, about a month after the incident that, that you described, right? No, no, no. This happened last year um, in August. The the relationship ended last no, year or oh, this year? No, I'm sorry. I misunderstood your question. Oh, okay. What, can you rephrase it to me? I'm just sorry. Yeah. I'm processing a lot and I'm having a really hard time 
um, not just with saying this story, but I'm still like uh, mentally processing the, the events of this last week that happened to me. Yeah. No, so, I, I understand. And, and, and you're totally fine. There's, there's no need to apologize, Taylor. Thank you. Um, after the incident that you described earlier, mm-hmm. um, in the hotel room, uh, after that incident, did, did the relationship end shortly after that? No, it didn't. No. It, it went on for, for about how long after that incident? That incident happened and um, I don't know the exact date, but I'll just say the event. It was at PsychoFest. Okay. Okay. In Las Vegas. But the relationship with your ex, it ended in, in July? The, in last July? Day, the last day I saw him was July 23rd. I just okay. left. I just got my plane ticket and I didn't, I just left. And I don't really want to go into the specifics about that, actually. Understand. Um, no, completely understand. Um, after the relationship ended, um, and I think this is this was about a month after the relationship ended, is when you you made a statement on social media mm-hmm. about it, right? Um, mm-hmm. Alleging how the relationship had been unhealthy for yeah. you. Why, why did you decide to say something at that point? Can, can you tell me a little bit about your thought process there? I don't even know what my thought process was. I just like had to, I kept hearing, even though I hadn't seen him since July 23rd, I, uh, I just have a really hard time um, not hearing in my head being called a pathetic effing loser all the time. And I would ask him to not call me those things every every time he did. Uh, I would always ask him not to, but whenever he would, he would not be, he would be sober and I would want to talk about it. He, uh, he would just say like, what are you talking about? Like we already went, like I, I bought you a gift. Like what do you want? You know? And uh, so I couldn't even really talk about it. And uh, you know, what sucks though is everything started so good and everything was so good and I was so in love and then those parts just started coming out more I wasn't always there you know so I don't want you to think that I fell in love with this horrible person because I didn't I fell in love with somebody that's amazing that just has some problems and I really, really, really miss the person I fell in love with because it got to the point towards the end, middle, and not even middle, maybe quarter. I don't know what that, not a quarter. I was, um, I was in a relationship with one person but I was talking to two people at the same time but the person that I loved became less and less and then this other person became more and more Mm. 
what we're talking and, about the different the different sides and of your ex, right? Yeah, and it would just be because I I practically stopped drinking, but he'd always told me I want to still drink every day. I don't want to not drink every day, and that hurt me so bad. Because I wanted to believe that he could try to control it. And so that's why I stayed too. Because I thought maybe he would be able to not get that drunk anymore. But he always will end up getting that way again eventually. And a lot of times that's what's so tragic about the disease of alcoholism um, is that when you are in your disease, um, you say things and do things that are completely out of character. Um, and on the inside is an incredibly good person, just like this person that, that you fell in love with, Taylor. Um, but when you're deep in the disease, uh, it can, it can change you a lot. Um, and this is, I'm speaking as someone, uh, who, who battled those same demons, um, and said things that, that I regretted while I was in my disease as well. So you, you made this statement on social media. Um, and that's when the controversy started. Did it, did it start right away? I had no idea for a couple of weeks. I had it up. And then, uh, to be honest, I, I had no idea that it, it went crazy like that until literally at one, one day it all happened in one day. I got all these messages all the like screenshots and stuff, uh, like Reddit or like people are saying that I'm sorry, I'm trying not to mess with my hair. I'm nervous. It's I'm fighting really hard to be still. You're um, fine. <clears throat> um, and so I went to go look and I was like, so I was shocked. I was surprised. Strictly okay, because first of all, not I don't even want to say first of all, that sounds bad. I was surprised because I hadn't seen my ex since July 23rd, and I posted this reel sometime in August, like the middle of August. And I had already I unfollowed him off social media. I don't want to off my, you know, my my personal one that is no longer there to be honest. Like, I don't even want to look at social media right now, whatever, but on my main one at that time, I unfollowed him because I didn't want to see what he was doing, whatever, like on his stories, whatever. I just unfollowed him. And um, so to me, that was in the past. And I know I'm going to get some, I'm just going to address this and I hate to have to do it. I was getting a lot of criticism for the fact that I still had pictures of him on my Instagram. And I'm going to explain to you why. 
and I hate the fact that I have to explain, but I have been picked apart literally every every part of my life by these people that don't know me and never even had a conversation with me. Um, the reason why I still had pictures of my ex-boyfriend on my Instagram is because I couldn't bring myself to physically pull up my Instagram page to look at the pictures. I couldn't look at them. I wasn't ready to look at them yet. So yeah, I posted it and said what I said, but you know what, in my mind, I was moving on and I kept posting and moving on forward past that. And whenever I was at a mental state to where I could handle it, I would address it eventually. But at that time, I was still dealing with a lot of emotions because not a lot of time had passed from the last time I had seen him uh, uh, or spoke to him. And so to answer all of you, that's why I was physically ill, wanting, I wanted to throw up looking at the pictures. So there. And, and, and we obviously know that your, your Instagram account was removed yes um after some of the controversy online started um did your ex or or anyone else from his circle reach out to you no nobody's talked to me nobody's messaged me nobody's said a word to me and um i feel like they're just trying to um it's how I feel like they want everybody to forget about me. I feel like they just, here's who like they just want to not address actually what happened to me, even though one of the co-owners was there with me and tried to get out of a hotel room away from this man. And um, the reason why I decided to say this was because I heard their statement and what they said that they're only people and I'm only a person too, but I don't have a big network. I'm all, I'm all alone and I don't want to sound, I don't want it to sound anything. I'm not trying to be malicious. I'm just saying because I was not mentioned, I have to be hurt somehow because people need to know what I went through. speaking speaking of that statement that was made um as as we know your your ex is actually taking a sabbatical right now um mm -hmm. and we've we've heard that he's uh going in uh to treatment for his his mental and physical health mm -hmm. i mean what's what's your reaction to that i'm worried because um I feel like treatment, I don't know necessarily what that means. Um, and I just know how um, he always promised me he was going to slow down. But like I said, there was only one day that, that, uh, that he didn't drink. And uh, so I'm just worried about his health. And I, uh, I hope whatever treatment that uh, they uh, wind up uh, finding for him is um, f 
for what he actually means because it's very serious. That's all yeah. I, I, I just want him to be better. And uh, that's it. Well, I, I certainly agree with that. I, I mean, I, I, I hope as you know, a, a recovered alcoholic myself, anytime I see someone struggling with this disease, uh, my heart goes out to them. It, it's heartbreaking. Um, and, and I, I certainly hope that, that he gets the, the help that he needs here. Uh, and, and can, you know, move forward with his life in a, in a healthy way. Um, yeah. certainly do wish that for anyone struggling with this disease, uh, because that's exactly what it is. Um, and you have to treat a disease. You do. If the person, if the person is going to get better, it has to be treated. Mm -hmm. Well, Taylor, I, um, I appreciate you sharing this. I, I know this has been incredibly tough for you. Um, I know you've been under a lot of scrutiny. I know there's been, you know, a lot of attacks as well. Uh, yeah. which I think quite frankly is disgusting. Um, like I said in, in the beginning, you know, we, we debated, I debated, we discussed not saying anything uh, because we, we don't want to be malicious. I know you don't, I certainly don't. Um, I don't want anyone to get hurt because of this, but, you know, I felt like, this was a story <laughs> that needed to be heard. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I've been trying really hard to hold it together really, really hard. I know. Uh, this, this is never an easy subject to talk about. Um, I've talked about a lot of um, abuse and recovery on, on other podcast episodes. I know that you went through a lot as a child, um, as, as did I, uh, you know, so it takes a lot of strength. It takes a lot of courage to speak out. Um, and I'm glad you were able to do that tonight. Thank you for, thank you for, um, you know, um, one thing I even told you too was that I was concerned about your channel getting at risk because of what happened to me. And I just really, really appreciate you being such a good friend and willing to have me on so I could say what happened. I think it's important for everyone to have a voice, uh, to tell their story. Um, and so I'm more than happy to do that for you and, and for other people that have suffered through unhealthy situations and mistreatment. Um, mm -hmm. So thank you again. Um, and we certainly wish all the best to your ex as, as he's hopefully getting the help that he needs. That's um, all I want. That's and, all I want. And we'll certainly be here for you too, Taylor. Thank you, so, Dave. Thank you. And thank you to everyone watching. Take care, y'all.